your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to this roundtable edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And this roundtable discussion is a little different. We might not have it for a while because there is a 32nd team now going to be in the mix in the National Hockey League. Now the NHL is going to be the second league in the four major sports in the U.S. and Canada to have 32 teams second to the NFL. And I'm very glad that there is another team added to the mix. It's only growing the game. And I'm very proud to bring in my friends from Panther Parkway to have this discussion about the expansion draft and here joining me are three of my buddies i'm going to start with nick fairbanks nick how are you buddy doing very well it's been a long time armando uh glad to be here i'm glad you're here man and (laughs) we also have jacob winans one of the co-hosts of the panther parkway podcast how are you jacob Hey, Armando. I'm doing pretty well. Um, Offseason's taking a long time, it feels like, but uh, it's good to good to be here and talk some hockey. Honestly, I couldn't be more thankful being the host of this podcast and this being one of the shortest off-seasons. We're, not, we're probably never going to have an off-season this short uh, ever again with the NHL schedule, which will actually be released according to John Butchagross on July 22nd. So this uh, Gary Bettman and Bill Daly have talked about how it is scheduled to start in mid-October. We still don't know about an Olympic break, whether we're going to have it this time around. So hopefully, hopefully we do so we can see the NHL players be showcased over in the Winter Olympics in Beijing next year. And last but not least is the other host of the Panther Parkway podcast. It is Tom McLean. Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. And just like a beer league at uh, 1230 in the late night running the Taco Bell, I'm (laughs) taco-rific. Never a dull moment with Tom McLean. So we're talking expansion draft. This is our second expansion draft in the last four years so a lot of the memories and are and the a lot of the memories are fresh mostly when it comes to the last go round a lot of florida panther fans were a lot of them remember a lot of them were and it was bad memories mostly for all the wrong reasons last go round but I want to ask you guys, what are your feelings heading into the expansion draft this time around? And I want to start with Jacob. What's your feeling heading into this one? Um, honestly, it's it's obviously not um, an ideal situation having to lose a player. Um, it, it's, it's good for the game to be growing, uh, expanding to a new market in Seattle. And uh, the league is up to 32 teams. It's, exci- it's an exciting time for the game. 
no one likes losing a player, especially a team like the Panthers who are on the rise and starting to build something, uh, become hopefully a, a perennial contender. Uh, so you don't like to lose a piece of that. But at the same time, um, it, it's it's part of the sport. Uh, and I'm, I'm really not as nervous or uncertain as I was last time around. Um, last time around with when Vegas came into the league, uh, we, we had a lot of turmoil going on in the front office. It was uh, no one really knew who was in charge. It was a lot of flipping and flopping around with, with the whole Tom Road, a Dale Talon transition and back and forth. It was not a great situation. Uh, there was no there was no real stability with the Panthers and mistakes were made. Um, now we have a, a GM who is a finalist for GM of the year, uh, Bill Zito and uh, Joe Quenville behind the bench. It's a team that's now pretty solid, pretty stable. And I think the right decisions are going to be made. Nick, what are your thoughts on the expansion draft this time around? I think Jake took all of my notes. Um, so uh, very, very valid points. Um, I, I think the power struggle that we were, that the Florida Panthers were dealing with uh, going into the expansion draft are not here uh, for this one. So it definitely uh, puts people off the ledge. Um, and I'm a lot less skeptical about what's probably going to happen here. Um, of course, we don't want to lose a player that possibly could be an impact. Um, however, you know, there's things out there that uh, might happen that actually won't really impact this team that, you know, we already already know that's going to happen anyway. So I'm um, kind of excited about it. I'm kind of excited to see what will actually happen and see what Bill Zito has up his sleeve just because um, he definitely made an impression last summer. Um, but with that being said, you know, um, anything can happen. Absolutely. And Tom. Well, at first I was a little nervous, but uh, I don't know, as I've gotten a little bit past the uh, Stanley Cup finals, I don't know. I think our core is going to be protected for the most part. And uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Drieger gets picked up as a, um, a UFA and it eliminates all this BS anyway. Yes. And we're going to get to Chris Drieger in a little bit in the show and yes I'm, I'm in agreement with all of you because of the fact that we were coming off 2017 with firing Gerard Gallant as Jake said and we're coming off a playoff appearance this time around so the feeling going into the offseason is a little different so even if you lose a player which you don't want to of course but Jacob said this is the nature of the beast and I think that it's going to hurt, but it won't stop the Florida Panthers, in my opinion, from still being a contender because from what I'm predicting and based on everything that happened with the cross-border travel with the Stanley Cup semifinals and the Stanley Cup final, it looks like we're going to go back to regular divisions again. And with the division that the Florida Panthers are in, it seems that they could easily not easily because you have to play the games and you can look good on paper but you gotta actually play the full 82 and i think i think even with losing a player they could easily be in the top three maybe even win the division over a boston or a tampa bay because tampa bay is four million over the cap heading into the next off season there was actually news 45 minutes before we actually went on that shea weber will not be protected heading into the expansion draft for the Montreal Canadiens because there's many concerns about injuries and he might not even play 
next season. So there's a chance that the Montreal Canadiens might lose their captain. And even before Shea Weber, what even before this announcement of Shea Weber might not be protected, there's many speculations of is this a one-off for the Montreal Canadiens is we saw what the Dallas what happened with the Dallas Stars sure they had a COVID outbreak they had a schedule crunch but the Dallas Stars didn't make the postseason this year after making the Stanley Cup final last year so there's a chance that the Montreal Canadiens next year could miss the playoffs so I like the Florida Panthers chances even to finish in the top three in the Atlantic. How about, how about you guys? Let's start with uh, Tom. That's a tough call. I hate to say it, it all depends on what we do in free agency, but I, mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with what we do in free agency. Um, I think if we keep this whole Bob and Yandel set up, uh, it might be tough, man. I mean, yeah, maybe top three in the, uh, in the division, but, I think they'll do a repeat of what we uh, we saw this year. You guys know my my take on it. We need big defensemen. If you look at the two teams that were in the in the finals, they both had big defensemen and fantastic goaltending, and we don't. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, so I, I think right now with the way that the team is set up, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be hard to overcome a Tampa Bay, even though they're going to be losing uh, some players, especially, you know, due to the cap. And we're not going to talk about the cap with them. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, Toronto is going to be Toronto. Um, I think they might be retooling the summer. Um, not really going to write them off because they can definitely play during the, po- the well, the regular season, not the postseason. Um, and then I never, ever take my eye off of Boston because it always seems like, you know, whenever you think that, you know, they're maybe, you know, on the down uh, downfall, um, they always find something or some players that can play and they always push their way through. So uh, I'm not too convinced that we might be top three, unfortunately, uh, especially as Tom mm. said, if we have the Yandel and Bob set up, uh, if we get Yandel off the books and off this team, I'll feel a lot better. Uh, but with that being said, um, some things have to happen, um, especially in free agency for us to be in the top three. And Jacob. Yeah, they make really good points. Um, it's, I wouldn't say this past season was easy, but um, I think next season is going to be harder. A lot of the Panthers, mm-hmm. a lot of the Panthers leaders this season were leading on career years or breakout years. Uh, you think of Carter Verhage, uh, Anthony Duclair had a, had a big year. Um, we had a lot of guys that, that uh, came in and uh, Alex Weinberg is another one that comes to mind guys who had career seasons uh, kind of out of the blue and we're not yet sure if that's sustainable. Um, Forsling, Weger, all those guys had, had breakout seasons. We don't know how sustainable that is. Uh, we're going to be relying a lot on Spencer Knight. I, I would assume uh, he showed that he's got everything he needs, but we haven't seen it done in an 82 game season. So that's not to say that it can't be done. Uh, that's not to say that I don't think it will be done. Uh, I do think this team is different than, than previous teams who have had a good season and then fallen off. I think this is a sustainable group that's, that's on the upswing. I don't think it'll be easy, though, and Tom makes a very good point that it, it is going to have to depend at least partially on free agency. Um, all those teams you guys mentioned, those are all teams that can score. And our defense is not exactly a big shutdown defense at the moment um you you talk about moving into back into a division with a a guy like austin matthews who can single-handedly win games uh anytime he wants to with with his scoring abilities um 
every team in the division can can score goals. Even the bottom feeders like Detroit, Ottawa, those are teams that are going. They're still going to score goals on you. So the defense is going to have to improve. They're going to have to get bigger. They're going to have to get stronger. Um, Tampa is still going to be a beast. Uh, Toronto is still going to be a regular season beast. Uh, Boston always, like you said, they always find a way. They've got their team is loaded with veterans who aren't slowing down as quickly as we all hope they would. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. And Montreal, I think to me, is kind of the wild card. We don't really know what we're going to see out of them. We don't know if they're going to uh, come back the same way. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, all these young players that we're, we're just kind of waiting to see. Are they, are they for real? Or was this just a hot streak for them? Um, we're going to, we're going to find out with, with uh, Montreal, but I think at the very least we get in the top four. But I would not say that we should write off finishing in the top two, maybe behind Tampa. It's it's going to depend a lot on the defense. The defense is going to have to get bigger in the offseason. We got to got to shut down some of these high scoring Atlantic Division teams. Absolutely, and we're going to really see what this team is made of when we when we get to play every single team. We're we're going to have to face up against a Colorado, a Vegas, and but thankfully there's a chance to play uh, against some rebuilding teams in Los Angeles, San Jose, Anaheim. One of the teams that is a huge disaster at this moment, Arizona. But hey, there's still plenty of contenders out in in the Western Conference as well. And yes, with the, it was really hard to judge every single team a lot of these times because you were only playing seven other teams, six other teams if you're you were in the North Division. So every single team we're going to see really what they're made of going into next season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contests and information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. So, this is the first time I'm talking about it on this show. But a few days ago, Keith Yandel reportedly sold his house in Fort Lauderdale, which was a house that is five minutes away from FLL, actually. And rumor has it, that he bought a new house in Lauderdale by the sea. And, but there's no confirmation on w- whether he bought a house there. And at first we saw it as a sign of, oh, Bill Zito asked Keith Yandel to waive his no move. So he's gonna take this opportunity to ask him to waive his no move clause. So now we're gonna we're going to hopefully protect the player that's more valuable to this team than Keith Yandel only for as of this morning, as of this recording, we're recording this on Wednesday night, 
July 14th with an Elliot Freeman report saying that Florida did not ask Keith Yandel to waive his no move clause. And it, and the reaction, I don't know a single Panther fan that is happy about that. I'd be very surprised if I knew any, anybody who was excited to hear that news. And we saw it with the scratches in the playoffs and we knew that it was, if it weren't for a streak, he would have been scratched a long time ago. So as far as when you guys first saw the news, what, what, what was your reaction when you first saw it? We're going to start with Jacob. So for me, um, it's a little disappointing that we didn't even make the attempt to ask him. Um, but the more you think about it, there's, there's potential that there was a, that there's a handshake agreement. Um, these things happen all the time. We heard uh, earlier in, I think still during maybe the end of regular season, beginning of the playoffs where uh, Calgary with Milan Lucic, uh, they had a conversation behind closed doors and announced that he would waive his no move clause. Uh, these things don't always have to happen necessarily by the book. Um, but again, the, the expansion draft is not the only way to get rid of Keith Yandel. And it's definitely not the, the, primary way I would think to get rid of Keith Yandel I think if we're if he's going to move on it's likely going to be the buyout uh direction um the expansion draft lists are not due until the weekend uh they can still buy him out before then um if I I just I don't see any way Bill Zito allows Keith Yandel to have a spot in the protection list unless he's already gotten confirmation from Seattle that they're taking a player like Chris Drieger or that they're they have a deal in place, um, take Anton Strawman and we'll give you our first round pick, for example, something like that. Uh, I don't I don't see any way Bill Zito allows Keith Yandel to take up a spot on the protected list away from Forsling, um, just without any any assurances elsewhere on the roster. I don't see any way Bill Zito would have let that happen. So it's disappointing that we didn't ask, but to me, that's just a sign that there's a bigger plan. There's a, there's a different plan involved to move on from Keith Yandel. And I think we're all in agreement. Um, it, it is time to move on from Keith Yandel. And we're not the only ones to see that um, his, his fate was sealed in the playoffs with the scratches. And when he did get back into the lineup, completely blows a, a coverage in an elimination game and gives up a goal on Spencer Knight's first shot. So uh, it's, that was kind of the last of the last of Keith Yandel for us, I think. Nick. Yeah, um, there there has to be something bigger at play. Um, you know, I, I think Bill uh, Zito's shown us uh, definitely he's got things that uh, he's capable of doing. Um, maybe Keith Yandel is going to be one of those things that he might not be able to just, you know, pull off his sleeve and everything or pull out of his hat. But, um, you know, the fact that we didn't ask him, you know, as Jake said, that, you know, there, there's probably something at play, um, whether that there's that buyout. Um, my, my thing is, is that, you know, if – if it's not going to be a buyout and there's a deal with Seattle, um, you know, I, I think that's something that we're going to hear probably, probably by the weekend, possibly, um, especially if uh, let's say um, Yandel is not um, bought out uh, by the, uh, the draft. Um, then that's, that's, not, that's, that's when I'm probably going to start to get worried is that if, if we don't hear anything by this weekend that with regards to Yandel. So, um, you know, don't really have too much, uh, you know, to say about him. I've already said my piece on my multiple shows and everything like that. And uh, I think it's just time to move on. So. 
time? Well, all the apple has been uh, chewed away and I just got the core. So um, I don't know. I, <laughs> he's a regular season player. He does well in the regular season when the, when the rules are set up to excel in the regular season. And you can quickly tell that in the, in the, in the postseason play, it doesn't add up. It doesn't, it doesn't pass the smell test. I mean, if you watch him objectively as any, any team's GM, is it something that you go, Oh, I got to have some Keith Yandel on my team. That is the secret ingredient that we're missing, except for, of course, the Ottawa Senators. They might do it because they uh, just seem to find a, make a place for Pierre Maguire. And maybe it's because they just didn't <laughs> want to hear him on the, on TV, but they're never on TV anyway. So I really couldn't figure out that movie anyway, or that move anyway. So, I suspect that they're just going to buy him out, to be honest with you. I mean, the first season is going to be pretty reasonable. Season number two at $5.94 million is going to be a, a tough pill to swallow, but that it gets pretty cheap after that, to be honest with you. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I honestly think that the, the fact that they're not, they didn't speak about it or they didn't talk about doing a, uh, him waving his, his no move clause. I think it speaks to some kind of a back deal. Like you guys are talking about, I think Chris Trigger is going to be gone. And they're probably doing a little sweetener to make sure that that uh, that you know that happens. And you guys, you didn't. Uh, none of us even mentioned the fact that uh, Keith Yandel. It seems like his motivation to even play at this point is just that Iron Man streak. I would think moving right. on is in his best interest as well because that streak will not continue in Florida. It, it's been made clear he's not in the plans. And think about it. He got scratched with Ekblad out of the lineup. When Ekblad's back in, right. there's absolutely no room for him. So if he wants to, if he wants right. to continue that streak, it's going to have to be on a different team. The, yeah, the only way that he's going to be playing seriously is if he gets bought out and comes in at some kind of, you know, a million or 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 le- or, or you know, two million dollars or less kind of a deal as a, a power play guy to get them through the uh, the regular season. I, I just don't. I, he's not going to be here. I think that's the only way that he's going to play again. At six, I think he's at six point three seven five or some craziness. It, it's just mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, and I think about it like this. With a season like this with uh, COVID-19, the lack of locker room access for reporters, there's less chances of getting some information on based on what the locker room talk is behind closed doors. But chances are this decision was probably made a long time ago. And sometime probably in the beginning of the season when they were having those talks at the beginning when the rumors were about him being scratched to even start the season, there might've been an opportunity saying where he went up to Bill Zito right then and there and said, Bill, don't, don't ask me, don't even ask me to wait my no move clause because I'm going to say, no, I do not want to go to Seattle and I'm going to continue playing with this team. I love this team. And I love, and I love these guys in the locker room. The, 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 Keith Yandel's best asset on this team is a locker room guy. I can I can say that, but as far as the play on the ice, I can't say that. So maybe that's the reason why Keith Yandel wants to stay in Florida. So that's what that's really the only thing I could think of when it comes to Yandel. But it, it's I, I think this was something that was made a long time ago. But let's. Let's hey, move on. Let me let me say oh, one more thing. Up. Let me say one more thing. What you're describing is what's called a glue guy. So he's probably the best glue guy in the league. But for six point three seven five million dollars, I can buy a lot of glue. Okay. But fair point. Fair point. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So ne next, next question, Next, next question I want to ask you guys is we saw what do you guys remember on the top of your head without looking up what the protection not much up there on the top of my head. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you guys remember on the top of your head without looking it up what the protection list for the Florida Panthers looked like last time around during the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, expansion do you do you guys remember it at all do you get do you guys want to take a guess one by one please don't do this armando please don't do this <laughs> i don't I, I don't remember maybe lou ongo was on there right at the time jacob, jacob you want to take a guess uh, i don't know if i can list everybody but i do know a couple of terrible decisions that were made i know uh <laughs> i know nick Bukestad made the list uh after a terrible season uh and i know that uh our, our, good, our good buddy, Alex Petrovich, uh, made yeah. the list as well. Uh, we, we were banking on him to be a top four defenseman for some uh, godforsaken Garbage. reason. So There was an, another another defenseman that was just as bad that was on the list as well. I want to say Mark Pesic was on there. That's it, Mark Pesic. Yeah, the hybrids before Jesus. he was a hybrid. Huh. All, right, all right, guys. So I'm going to – I'm. I didn't know the list. I don't remember the list on the top of my head neither. And I and I looked this up a few weeks ago. So I've, I, so here is the list, and I'm gonna go one by one from least cringeworthy to probably most cringeworthy. So, Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberdo, Aaron Ekblad, Vincent Trocheck, Nick Bugstead. You got that one right. Keith Yandel, because that was the he he had the no move clause as soon as he signed after that trade from the New York Rangers. Mark Pesic. Mm -hmm. 
Alex Petrovich or Petrovich. And here's the last one that you guys might have forgotten. And I forgot about this. James Reimer. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. We did protect Reimer over Luongo. I do remember that. That's, that's right. And, and, you know, Armando, you make uh, – on the Nick Bukestad point, I know he had a, a ton of injuries that year. I want to say he broke his hand in training camp and then tore his groin on a face-off or something. But um, that season, I, I'm pretty sure he only had six goals that season. Or it was some really low number. He didn't even have ten goals. Had probably six goals that season. And Marchessault was coming off of 30. I will never understand that. I will never understand that move. Jake, we'll we'll, we'll take it to the uh, Panther Parkway uh, chat and uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That, I don't I don't know if we need to make that light of day. To yeah. be honest, they, they were thinking Marchessault's year was a fluke, but uh, <laughs> I guess they got that one wrong. In the 2016-2017 season. Nick Bukestad played 54 games, seven goals, seven assists, mm. 14 points in 54 games, a yeah. plus minus of 19. But what what did minus uh, 19? What did what did Mark Pissick do, man? Because that was the the criticals, the critical save there. <laughs> Sorry, he was just solid. He honestly uh, was just solid that year. I think he was our best defenseman. <laughs> Looking that up as we. Best defenseman on a nah, team that had a top pair of Yandel and Demers for most of the season. That's, uh, that's, yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I could have oh, been geez. the best defenseman. That's, that's Talon's words is that he was the most stable defenseman all season. <laughs> and then they um, signed him to do a two year deal and he sat on a lawnmower. Man, I remember, <laughs> I remember Demers coming and I was actually excited about him coming to the team because he had a, a pretty decent season to be, you know, the year before that. But man, he laid yep. an egg here. Jeez. Yep, and then we, we flipped him for Jamie McGinn and retained salary. That was a that was a, I actually that was like a fun J one. I like I like Jamie McGinn though. He was all right. I did like Jamie. I did yeah. like Jamie McGinn. What I didn't like was him on the second line uh, with Vinny yeah, Trocheck. Yeah, if, if Jamie McGinn's on your second line, you're not you're not winning a ton of games. To be honest, he's just one of those guys that that the coaches love him because he'll just go do anything you say, and uh, I mean, probably why he got there. It's kind of like Marchman, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mark Pissick in 2016-2017 got 17 points in 82 games. He played all 82, and his plus-minus was at even zero. So yeah, And even plus-minus in that season, that's about as solid as you're going to get. That was a bad season. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a bad season. That was a season we and, had Yager, McCann, and Seth Griffith as a top line for a few weeks. That was... That was <laughs> oh, <laughs> got hurt. Got hurt. <laughs> Those weren't good days. Yeah, lots of injuries that year. For it was, yeah, was that the season that Huberdo got got cut the, in the, the Achilles? Uh, yes, the Achilles. Achilles. And Markov had back surgery, so we were real thin that year. Yeah, I remember that. That was rough. <sighs> Not a very memorable year. And now seeing where James Reimer is as the third goalie in Carolina behind Nedeljkovic and Mrazek. And, I mean, I, I get it at the time. Luongo was getting up there in, in age, but also that I was just thinking, man, I was thinking, what like, what, why did the Panthers covet James Reimer that much at, at that time? It was just it was just strange to me why they coveted well, 
I can explain that. So, I mean, we had signed him based off of his performance out in San Jose. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they thought his stats were off the charts. And again, you know, you, you got to go with computer boys on this one, but um, he was the heir apparent. He was going to take over for Luongo. And unfortunately, you know, as we saw as the future unfolded, that, that wasn't the case. And we ended up, um, you know, trading him um, to Carolina where he played pretty well his first season there. But other than that, you know, it's just, you know, you had, they had a plan in place. They knew Luongo wasn't going to be there for that long. And, you know, they wanted to keep Reimer. Let's not forget when he got traded though. He got traded the day before we signed Sergey Borowski too. So. Correct. Oh yeah. Yep. That, that's who, who when. Their half. Say again? <laughs> who would you rather have? Uh, I mean, uh, money wise. Honestly. Yeah. I'd go, no, I'm, I'd, not talk, I'm not talking. I'm not talking money. I'm not talking about to be honest with you guys, their their stats the past two seasons are not that not that far apart. Reimer might actually have the edge statistically. So I'm saying I would have taken Reimer in his what four million dollars over Bob and his 10 in yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that that's a toss-up, man, because <laughs> the performance that let's not forget at the time that we signed Sergey Borowski, there's so much excitement and there was there, there was that feeling that they got our guy, and after two years, we, we, jo- um, Josh and Jacob, and and Tom, teamed up together and wrote an article on how we could get rid of the Sergey Bobrovsky contract with just five years left in it. And my honest opinion is that a buyout for Bob won't happen until it's time to qualify an offer for Spencer Knight when he does become an RFA. So that's when I think a buyout will happen for Sergey Bobrovsky. It hurts having so, a $10 million backup. That's not fun. Yeah, it's that not sucks, fun at all. It, it does. And thank you once again to the guys from Panther Parkway for joining me on this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast to discuss the expansion draft. This is part one of our two-part conversation related to the Florida Panthers and the expansion draft. Though, as I'm recording this part of the podcast, the news have has come out about Keith Yandel being bought out by the Florida Panthers. And the part one and part two was recorded before any news of Keith Yandel being bought out. So part two of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion on the expansion draft will probably air later tonight or tomorrow morning and then we will have a full-blown discussion on the Keith Yandel situation so make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as I will bring you more of everything related to the Florida Panthers Keith Yandel being bought out and a Forsling extension Gustav Forsling has been extended by three years with a 2.66 AAV, and we will discuss Bobby Orsling being extended by the Florida Panthers. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast enters into your podcast feed. Make sure to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers, Make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. Giannis Adetokounmpo blocks the Phoenix Suns from going up three games to one. Get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
Sarmamanda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.